Punners, you are listening to The Deep Dive on themailbag.com.au, powered by punningform.com.au. Uh, I think it might be the world's greatest database, maybe the universe's number one database. We all use it. Uh, you should too. Also brought to you by Betfair. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what the betting did late uh, via the Betfair Live. Do we call it an interface, Peter? Is that the right word there? Uh, sure. Whatever. Go to the Betfair website. You can hit Betfair Live. It's fascinating information late before they race, and you can go back and check it out afterwards. Shane Curley, how are you, big boy? Yeah, really good, mate. Really good. Really bounced good. back yesterday. Yeah, I think it was a it was a win for on many fronts, mentally, financially, spiritually. <laughs> Covered a few races yesterday as a result. Well, we, well, I've spoke about it on one of those streams that we did, and uh, I'm not sure. It's, it's I'm 100 percent on it. Momentum's everything in life, and uh, you and I sort of followed the same little, little path the last couple of weeks. Started to lose momentum, which we we like to have, and we normally do have. And uh, you've quickly turned it back in your favour again. Well done, impressive work. Um, must be feeling pretty good. Yes, um, it was a week. It was a interesting weekend of racing definitely like we i sort of was a bit down on confidence probably but me and myself but more so the track on saturday at Ipswich. it was a rails highway and made it difficult because it's such a tight turning track there and uh, just made it a, just a difficult meeting to get involved with and um broke even at the gold coast a small loss at toowoomba just with a couple of seconds yet again and it was nice to get one back yesterday um Started sort of questioning myself a little bit on some of the jump out mail. I'm not sure whether you've seen the race. At race two yesterday, there was a horse of Tony Goblins, which had publicly trialed a couple of times and won both trials by eight lengths. And I think it went around at like a dollar thirty-five. And I bet against it on an unseen first starter from Toowoomba, who sat three deep on in, on sort of on speed after jumping in front, didn't go on with it, and then tried to restrain and cop a sit, and then didn't and couldn't, and then the horse was a bit lost around the corner and. Ran super to run second, so um, and then uh, into the last. So in la- the la- the biggest bet of the day or the weekend was the last race at the Sunny Coast, and gee whiz, um, that was some win for those that saw it. Um, four and five beat the trip on one rain all the way up the straight, laying in and then veered out from the hundred metre mark and still managed to get the job done somehow. So hundred percent. That's why you need Kelly to hold your hand if you're going to bet up north. How do you handle mentally? Like, do you change anything? Do you prepare any differently for the weekend when you're just feeling a little bit wobbly? Um, yeah, it's it, look. We speak about it all the time, and our rational brains know better, and our irrational brains take over a lot. <laughs> um, particularly when you look at, say, Saturday. For, the the preparation's the same, but Saturday at Ipswich, for example. You know, I think I sent out after race two or three. I can't remember that it looks on pace fence here but i'm not sure and then the second horse come from the back um in winning and then the third race the leader won and yeah i think you just start second guessing yourself a little bit of that creeps into it definitely um you know probably yeah i just sort of sat on the fence a little bit on the pun and then as the day sort of rolled on the fence did look hotter but um you know, the best rides sort of got there in the end, I think, for the, for the remainder of the day, but didn't really get involved. You do probably, I did probably start second guessing myself a little bit there, and you sort of then you start maybe 
so that was the Arvo meeting, and then we come into the, the evening meeting at Toowoomba, and I don't know whether you just sort of start thinking a little bit more about forcing it a little bit more than you should. It's just that was probably the issue Saturday night. A couple of bet regrets there probably. Like they both, a couple of races I played into that ran second, potted the favourite in both races that got rolled but didn't find the winner, and that sort of starts didn't you playing in your head a bit. But, yeah, it's difficult oh, to I, keep a level, level head for sure. I think if you're um, interested in what we think, one thing I'm sure of is I'll go back through a meeting and I'll look at, yeah, bet regret for both ways. So bets I didn't have, should have had, or bets I, I had and might have forced. And when I start to see a pattern where there's more and more bets I should have had that I didn't, that's when I know I'm starting to sort of like lose my yeah. um, swagger a bit and need to sort of just start to get back to the basics and just, just keep punching. Makes a lot I of sense. I, I, I think you swing, you swing through them though, as as your emotions like take hits and, and get highs and take lows. And yeah, I think what I really await it to, to actually assess what you're doing is just to re- review the meeting and go, yeah, that was a really bad bet. But you guys see in the data in the results I sent to you guys, that's sort of what I'm doing as I'm going. Yeah, you know, going fucking bad bet, uh, good yeah. bet, round second, third, that was good. Reviewing reviewing your wagering is just as important as reviewing a race replay. I'd say it's like ten times more important. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, and you know, just to, just have the you just got to have the um, I'm not sure what the ability is the right word, but you just got to have the you just got to be able to say you were wrong. Yeah, I, I do think um, if you if you surround yourself with like yes men, life gets pretty hard when you're having a bad run. For sure. I think that's one of the benefits of our little little team, little community. We've got like enough people to bounce off and talk it through with. Um, but yeah, everything's starting to come up pretty rosy for just about everyone on the team. Scurry's flying. Um, oh, yes. Well, fucking airborne. Um, Pistol flying winners. I'm back. I back three three winners in three days, which was rare air for me in July, even May. So in June. So I'm it's back. Interesting. The more people I ask about this, the more people are finding have have similar runs. It'll be interesting to for the. I'm not sure whether we can get any feedback from listeners, but this June July period, I so many people I speak to, um, you know, really struggle with these sort of these winter class horses on these terrible tracks. And this this track issue is it just not is it the whole eastern seaboard of Australia or what? Because this. Like, I only read, like, you know, and watch what you guys do with Victorian stuff and you read some, you know, what's going on in, on tracks. And Sydney, this looks a complete diabolical sort of situation for anyone that bets before, before pre-race. Well, I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let Peter, like, finish off here, but I know that he's, like, looking at each and every race in Sydney and I don't think he's had a bet there for a month, have you? No, I've said it a few times. And this is a cause. Yeah, there's no point doing the form for a meeting where you suspect that half the fields could be scratched. Um, You know, you don't know exactly how the track's going to play. You can have an idea, but you don't know for sure. And the weather can be fine. It's still a heavy track. It's just like, it seems a waste of time and a waste of resources when I could be focusing more on, you know, out wide and WA or Hong Kong when it's on. Like, it's just, I'll leave Sydney until they actually start dishing up some reasonable state of track and that might mean spring but that's okay oh i think down here there's um and i don't think it's got anything to do with winter i think caulfield's in big trouble it's raced more often than not it races awfully um it's it's somewhat predictable though which is starting to make it bettable 
but you, you like you still want to sort of watch and wait and make sure you you know where they're mm. going to be winning from. But like Fle- Flemington on Saturday was a great track, and oh, I said it before, like to the guys who get our stuff and you guys see it. Like I, I was really keen to try and get as many units out there mm. as I could on Saturday, trying to make the most of a like a really good fair track. Um, I reckon we were pretty stiff not to win a fair bit more, but I'm happy we sort of won and got the momentum swinging our way. But mm-hmm. we'll get to Flemington later on. We'll, we'll actually talk about some of the ponies that ran around up there in Queensland on the weekend. Which races would you like to focus on, Kels? Well, we did have a couple of um, black-type races in the Eyeliner Stakes and the Waterhouse Classic. Um you could probably look at some sectional, some sectional data there, which I found interesting. Probably start with, um, you know, as we got further through the day, the lead times become quicker. As um, a cotton on to the pattern. Cotton on. Uh, maybe cotton on to the pattern. Maybe class had a little to do with it as well, maybe. but And overall, also, it would be pretty hard for them to get any slower. They couldn't have gone much fair. slower, really. Well, because the first race... If they, if they raced, the first race ran in, in Victoria, the stewards would have built a statue to the two leading jockeys there. They couldn't have gone any slower than that. 17 lengths below the all-average benchmark in race one. And then race five, 10.2, the winner went. 10.2 below the all-average. Like, wowee. <laughs> the, the, the first race was more of an issue of the senior jocks that allowed a two-kilo, a three-kilo apprentice, uh, Alex Pattis, to lead and just dictate... Um, there was a couple of horses that I was half nearly going to come into. One of them was Igor. Um, Andrew Mallion is a passive rider. He likes them to balance up and get cover and, and produce them late. Um, it was one horse that defied the pattern on the day off a ridiculous lead time, just out the back poking along, and, and they all thought they'd pull out at the top of the straight at Ippy and win. Obviously, the straight's about 300 metres, 270 metres there, so... She's it's called the tenth fastest last four hundred and the third fastest last two hundred meters of the meeting. In the yeah, it's yes, it was it was certainly one to follow, but you know it comes off of it sort of went out. It was like twenty two lengths below all average benchmark. Yeah, so it was entitled to run on. Uh, the other one was probably race three. We had something fighting to on the basis that um, it was down in the weight and had a senior jockey on. Well, I backed it because Brad Stewart originally, and then he couldn't get down to 56. So Jim Byrne took over, but still rode it how it needed to be ridden. Probably the one out of that was Sir Barnabas, um, who was back as well, and it uh, it really got home nicely. Couldn't sustain the effort over the final furlong, but certainly made good ground from the around about that sort of 600, 700 metre mark. How do you how do you read that sort of um, that last 200 is is a bit scary. The way I read data, mm. certainly not. Certainly peaked at its run at the two hundred meter mark, didn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, it's just one of those. It's just a strange meeting. It's going to take some work to to get through it. There's a lot of horses there that you just got to completely forgive. Um, and probably a couple of horses that you need to give a tick to. Um, you know, sort of running well against the pattern um, on the day. Probably the best, probably the best race to one of the better races to look at um, tactically. It probably was race seven with Bandaper. Now, I think by this stage of the day, horses that were pulling wide from the four hundred around that last corner were just pulling out and just going nowhere throughout yep. the day. 
Jag Guthman Chester didn't do that on Bandapur. He rode back to the fence and rode for a bit of luck and then shot shot the gap through the inside and basically rode the bias to my eye. Now, whether he meant that or not, I don't know, but it's certainly how it looked. Um, right of the day, clearly um, uh, not much more to say. It's sort of it's a horse that we've been on before, actually, on the service, mailbag service, and I just couldn't possibly come into it just the way the track was playing and, you know, he rode it, you know, he rode it, you know, rode to the bias and rode it, got the money. Um, it, it, they, the tempo was on in that race a little bit too. They sort of went a lot quicker there than what they did earlier. And then by the last race, well... Um, Which Solar Star won. Mm, they went out a lot quicker. Very quick for the day. Now... Quickest lead time of the day by a substantial amount, like nearly three lengths, was it? Uh, Some about four lengths. The, the race race six went as fast to the six hundred, but this horse went like this horse led that race, whereas the winner of race six was one point seven slow, whereas this was two point five fast. So this horse was able to lead uh, and continue to and hung and hung on. I suppose is the right word to use i don't know whether it you know it certainly paddled late but on the fence and had the advantages and uh was able to kick jammy lady come off its back unable to run it down we're on we're on satin socks here i'm not sure whether you've got the betting fluctuations there sorry for the sorry we've got a long way to go to get to be a professional podcast we're just taking our time Enjoy the process. Satin socks here. Now, I'm pretty sure the official SP, like fixed price, or the, what do they call it? I think the QOP. The QOP. Was 26s into 10s SP to 11. <laughs> so, we'll, what price do you a, take? We've had a small bet each way at 26 and 6 uh-huh. uh, um, for the service. <laughs> Purely based on it's going to come across, it's going to find a nice spot, third, fourth, fence or one off. Just need Ronnie Stewart to not pull out, rounding the corner by this stage of the day. Just stay in, just stay, please stay in the running line. Ron. Don't, don't pull out, Ronnie. There's no need to. The fence is hot. Just stay there. Anyway. Ronnie pulled out. Ronnie's pulled out. Um, a couple of horses from back in the field stayed in and got the run through the inside, and we've sort of pulled out and gone nowhere off that, you know, where they've all gone through throughout the day. I think Multaja and Strome were a couple that were back in the field. I mean, Multaja's a complete nonny anyway, but it's sort of got back in the field and stayed inside and got through and ran third. I think we Strome was another one. Third. Strome fourth. Multaja's run on from 12th in run. Clock the ninth, fast the last 200 of the day. Yeah, certainly. It's in that race. It does that, but like it's got to, you know, it's got to be ridden cold yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, try and dash late. But look, we got it. We went, we had a small loss, like half a unit, I think, down for the day at Ipswich. And the way the track played, I was pretty happy with that. Felt like a moral victory. But, um, well, you, you did take $26 a horse that started 10s. So, uh, yeah. Look, and it looked disappointing to the eye, probably, too, and even on the data from, like, it's paddled. But, look, it's not the only horse that got in that part of the track and paddled on the day either, so. Ronnie's pulled out on you, which is disappointing from Ron. And everybody, 
I actually had just got on. We'd already had the bet, so I sort of took the opportunity to, to slip down to Clifford Park to be on track at Toowoomba on Saturday night. So the whole betting ring actually was hearing um, my my mid-race commentary when I was yelling at Ronnie, stay there, Ronnie. Don't fall out, Ron. <laughs> anyway. Uh, it, Years of practice. You know, it's probably had its chance to the eye, but when you're taking the track conditions overall, it's um, probably a big year. But look, there'll be a hell of a lot of horses out of this Ipswich meeting, which were just completely numb the way the track played and, you know, could come up at us. Uh, any old odds next time. Are there any any that stand out to you that you want to suggest we follow moving forward? Um, look, I think that uh, horse out of the first race has has got a Igor. Yeah, I think Igor will win a will win a mile race in a fortnight's time back at Eagle Farm or Dooman or wherever we are. Who bloody knows um, which track we're using on a Saturday. Um, yeah, look, I just I just think the horse has got some good ability and just completely unsuited there on Saturday. Don't mind it. Don't mind the horse. Beautiful. Anything else you want to cover off before we let you go, Shane? No, we don't really need a therapy session today. I think we just, um, just got the tail up a little bit and we'll just continue to soldier on. We've got a, a, back, end, a back end stack this week again where all the Queensland provincial racing in my area is sort of Friday, Saturday again, so we'll, we'll jam five meetings into two days there somewhere. Beautiful work. I, I think there's a, it's a clear indication of like the ages of the people doing this podcast. When you say back-end and pulled out, I, I see you don't think anything of it, Shane, and I can see Pistol start to giggle like a little kid, <laughs> which gets me giggling. You need to grow up, Pistol. You're, you're the host here. You're the man here. I was laughing okay. at five meetings in two days, but... Because I was like, that sounds magnificent. <laughs> I'm just sick for other reasons. I'm, just, I'm grateful that we have. I'm grateful that we have the Gold Coast back on the Saturday because it, at least it's, it plays to its consistencies, and you can just you know you can bet at the Gold Coast. Yeah. Sort of know what you're going to get. So probably not as. Not, don't want to sound like it. Does. Don't want to sound the make it sound the wrong way, but you can just you can do the form at the Gold Coast. And you can yeah, yeah, yeah. be solid that the right jock will get the horse in the right part of the straight, right part of the track, where you know these other a lot of these other tracks you've just got to watch intently throughout the day because it's more often than not you're seeing some kind of pattern. So mm. the Gold Coast is a nice one. You can just get stuck into the form and, and you can take some prices with some confidence and then watch them win. With a finger oh, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, big week ahead, Shane. He's still flying. Uh, I don't know if, you, if there's anyone left who's not already on. Uh, head to the mailbag that comes to you and give Shane a go. Um, there's a big army behind him now. There's a lot of energy in the chat room. And Shane, more so than anyone else, I think I'd run second, but a long way second. Makes a good amount of effort to communicate to everyone in there. Pete is easily the worst. Uh, Rob's probably just behind me, but... Uh, well, if, if, if I can improve that, Rob will follow, and we can sort of drag Pete up with us and get some more engagement in that chat room there on the app. Thanks, Shane. Have a great week. Thanks, guys. Punters, we head now to uh, Randwick as Skyward, have you believed? But it's actually Kensington. It's a different track. It's the same place, but it's a much different track. It's, they're another 30 metres from your eyes uh, if you were trying to bash them in play down the straight, but it's not the same track, although they try it trickier than it is, so they keep the turnover up, which they haven't. Peter, what did the turnover do there on Saturday? 
Uh, the biggest betting race on the card was race seven. That was the race won by Space Boy. It was 504,000 matched. In terms of overall horses, the biggest volume matched on a horse there pre-play was on Talia in race three with 388,000 matched on that horse. And then in play, Man of Peace copped 34,000 in play, and that was one of the top five around the country. Rob Scurry, though, it was all about how the track was playing. There was a lot of noise after the meeting. Uh, Ford was heavily advantaged in the punting form metrics. So I've got 1.1 length advantage to be settling forward. And then in the straight, there was a 1.7 length advantage if you were in lane two with five winners in lane two late. How'd you find the meeting at Kenzo? Look, it's just good to be back on track. You know, I got to go in the members' car park as the uh, middle car park was out. There was a, you know, there was even public there. Public and members were separated. The two people could not exist in the same place. So I love I that. That's peak racing. Peak racing. Yeah. Is, so, is that anything to do with Corona? Yeah, totally to do with Corona. Ah. Tracing. Okay. So if I wanted to look at the horses downstairs, I was then supposed to move on and go all the way up to level three. Um, and yeah, sort of, yeah, it was, it was a little bit, it was a little bit of, uh, to get around, but, um, you know, I got a little bit closer to the horses this week, uh, which, which was good. So I didn't have to stand, you know, under the fig tree. I was, I was, um, just, yeah, at the top of the last tier, if you know what I'm talking about. Rob, um, I'd just like you to just, just have a little bit of gratitude, my man. You remember you're oh. talking to two people here. One bloke's locked in a big coffin on the fifth floor of a penthouse suite in the city. The other one's locked in his office in, in Seaford. The last thing we need to hear is you coming on here and complaining about looking at ponies on track, all right? We love you, right. but we just need yeah, a little I'm, bit of gratitude. Yeah, okay. Look, it was, it was good to be out. It was, it was a pretty bog-standard sort of um, city meet. Uh, I got excited about race three, um, the Tallier race we're going to talk about, I guess, yeah. um, because there's, there's a horse here that I found called Emeralds, which just looked bigger and stronger and possibly better than Tallier, who looked like a a good, a, a beautiful moving, but slightly immature three-year-old filly who I think will do better with a, a preparation under a belt. So, you know, if, if I was the Sheik, um, I'd be putting her out for a little bit and maybe come back as an autumn horse because I, I think she's going to get back. She's going to ba- get bashed up by some of these better fillies when they come back. She's, she's, um, yeah, just just put the horse out, let it grow, and uh, it'll 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 be a nice, it's a lovely mover, lovely walker. But uh, Emeralds, she paraded outstanding. Um, I wanted to go harder. Uh, I wanted to take on Tallier, um, but the track kind of grayed me up. And I'm thinking, you know, seven dollars is a great price, but it's probably seven dollars for a reason. Um, but she looked bigger and stronger, you know, like a year ten against a year eight uh, juvenile. Yeah. Yeah, I, I reckon that those silks, they buy great ponies or they breed great ponies, whatever it is. I don't know. What are they? Who are they? Do you, anyone know? I don't know, but they they had that good that good filly for Friedman a while. But yeah, South Bank as well, big beast. Pine Cliff Racing. Pine Cliff Racing. Pine Cliff. Yeah, so. Christopher Pine. <laughs> oh, he's hard to cop. Christopher Pine. Oh, he's one of the better ones, I reckon. They're all reptiles. Oh, careful now. That's not, you know, they're all, they're all equally bad. Yeah, they're all <laughs> reptiles. Except for maybe Tony Windsor. I know a few people won't like me saying that. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at least he went after the pokies, eh? He didn't win, though. 
no, I think it got beaten down. Um, but yeah, yeah. Look, it was it was a good, good filly, and um, I guess we move along to race seven. Race seven, Space Boy killed him. Yeah, so the the I guess the, the noise about this race was how many leaders there were and how fast they were going to go. Well, they went dead even here, so you know that didn't really eventuate. And you saw Space Boy kicking away on the fence and the straight and. I don't know. I'm not sure what a traded in play necessarily, but hopefully you got something out of it, Scuzz. No, I didn't get up to level three, so I was watching sort of from the mounting out on the screen there. And, and um, Kathy, he's a bit anti-Kathy, I mean. Uh, she's all right. Um, but look, I, I was unlucky here. I've had a decent crack at um, Black and Magnum, who yeah. doesn't look like a wet tracker, um, with my man T. Sherry on board, going for the uh, trying to split the lane one and lane two. Um, with a whole lot of pony and just got spat out the back. That happens in racing. Um, you know, I think I think my thinking my, my thinking was actually sound on this race, unlike Emeralds, which was always gonna get back on a track that um, you know, it was not gonna favour. But you know, that was only race three. I, I did think they'd get wider as the day progressed, but that didn't eventuate. But yeah, um, you know, Black Magnum, T Sherry, look out for him in town claiming three. He, he went for a gap that um, yeah, I haven't even brought myself to watch the head-on, but it, was pre- it should have won. Um, I think I was right with the, you know, they didn't go, as you said, fast, but there was enough speed in the race and it got a nice little sit behind them. Couldn't get through them, though. Can I and we're going to move to race nine, wasn't it, you want to talk mm-hmm. about? Yeah, this this is my missed opportunity for the day. As, um, yeah, a pretty average bunch of horses. Um, well, the, they went pretty quick to the 600 here. Right. Second, second fastest race of the day to the six. Yeah. Well, the favourite was was a favourite. I've just haven't got it up here. Um, it's John O'Shea. I think it was number eleven. Legay Soleil. That's the one. Looks like a proper wet track type. Not my kind of type. Um, but completely at top. Not a not in even a, a hint of arse sweat. You know, just just walked around really well. Um, kind of athletic. Compared to Zuraya, who, uh, you know, even when I took a week off, I gave I gave the uh, the punters on the chat back Zuraya <laughs> last start at fifteen twenties, and um, yeah, by the stage of the day, I was thinking this is the horse that struggles to get out of the gates. Um, it's going to get back on a leaders. What about this? Uh, the go for assault and battery. Um, this is a strong go. Big go, punters. Twenty three dollars at. 9 a.m. $23 at 9 a.m. It started 550 $6.50. It's a bush horse. That's a big proper go. Who trains that? Daniel Seed. Just an overreaction. Oh. Yeah. Overreaction to oh, the... Oh, uh, that's, that's, yeah, that's a big call. It's a lot of money. No, it's, it's just an overreaction. People are looking for something to bet. Um, Legay Soleil is like a horse that's probably better ridden with with a sit you know um but they've, they've had a change of tactics one of your favorite sticko and and they've sort of um been shown intent out of the gate they, they, they spat a few out in, in victoria on saturday and, and like some of them didn't even change their tactics <laughs> so well, it just proves how fucked the rule is like like on friday we backed uh genus hope at geelong mm. you know and i had a little chat with mitch and said i think you want to be sort of you know better than midfield did the right thing Mitchell Freeman put in a change of tactics. Didn't tell Ben Mellon though, probably. 
Well, Ben, he was looking at him in the eye probably, but it was not nothing going to the noodle. <laughs> it, well, it settled last in run. Over the score, last in run. It's in, oh, just about. Anyway, sorry, distracted. You've got yeah, to change, work, change tactics if you want me to stay focused. Oh, well, 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 this is a get-back horse that they've gone forward and it's looked like it was a good move. Um, but, yeah, my, the big, strong Zaraya with, with doesn't look like a wetty, but it's got proper wet track form, um, has got up on the line. And thank God I just had a little mental health bet at well-unders. Well but, um, yeah, it because it, uh, I, I, I did want to launch here at the fave with the change of tactics, how good it looked. But um, our sheet said no. Good said no so the market no, hated no. it too. The market yeah. hated it. Dollar ninety at nine AM out to sort of two forty. Yeah, jump two fifty on the fair. North of yeah, yeah. Top Sport the one taken on of the corporates too, which is always a scary sign at the moment. I reckon. How much matched on assault and battery, Pete? Late there or? Um, I don't have the exact figures on how much was matched on that one galloper. Um, but so yeah, it, 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 it just did go from nine to sixes from about the seven-minute mark to the, you know, to jump time. People, more people got on and on and on. Maybe they're thinking, you know, uh, back it now, lay it in, run. You'll, you'll make, make, maybe there's an urn there. Mm. I don't know. It's probably not the worst. It's a proper go. It's a steady, like, strain money. So it doesn't look like anyone sort of would try to take it on. Anyway, anything, which horses do you want to follow out of the big Kenzo meeting? The big Kenzo meeting. Uh, look, um, I think, uh, yeah, Emeralds back to a decent track. Um, she'll have one run on her rivals when they all, the better fillies come back first up. Um, but she, you know, she, she's always been, you know, in those good listed and group races, she's always been just a few lengths off the very best of the fillies. So, you know, $7, I think was a huge price against Talia. Uh, Talia is a good horse, but you know, maybe next, next. I'll be looking to take her on on a fairer surface. Yeah, Emerald has got some really nice form around sort of fun star flit. Yeah, in the Toya. So, and, and she's always been a horse that's you know always been third or fourth in my numbers when when mm. compared they to against, those horses. They booed against the our girl Anna Heat. Yeah, yeah, I think we got the first four that day, but you know, can't be sure. Don't want to you know, <laughs> too much, but yeah, love the three-year-old fillies. Looking to have a good old crack at them. Uh, as the uh, spring comes around. But it can't be far, you know. Uh, we've had the Sir John Monash. Um, good horses only a couple of weeks away. Trial pervs will be getting excited. There's, you know, things things should be just starting to... Like this is the buds of spring, or the buds of spring. Speaking of buds, I found my own way of budding up now. Little little zeph time. I just started... I meditated for the first time in my life on Saturday morning, and I won. So you guys both know what that means. Fantastic. I now meditate every day oh. until I lose. I haven't, no. I haven't meditated. I haven't meditated in the morning and lost on the punt. That's, that's ever, ever. I'm two from two. That, that sounds like a bit of a game. Finding your a game in meditation. <coughs> is, uh, it genuinely made a difference to my um, headspace. It's a it took long eight day. minutes. It's a long day, man, and you know you've managed to grind out. A, you know, not grind out a win. Had a decent win in the end, but. You must have been a bit of a roller coaster, and I guess that meditation might, you know, just just. Well, I suppose just be we good should just it. swing. We should just swing straight to Flemington. Then off that, it was mm. a f- absolute fucking roller coaster. Race one, I backed. Uh, what did I back? I know they run second and third. Mister Mogul, who should have led, didn't. Uh, and I backed fight because 
GodBlessYourRacing.com. A couple of things I've learned, the number one takeaway from the, the weekend, guys, is they love showing proper pony parades early in the day. Then they get a bit distracted late in the day, and you might sort of miss, you know, a third of the, of the field parading. But early on, you get them all and fight. If we were there, that peak, I would have fucking launched this thing. Launched. It, it was clearly the best parade. Beautiful, beautiful walk. Um, I don't know if I could have won, but to get beaten by Bumper Blast, who the trainer even said, and you could see in the yard, like it was just there for a run. This horse is a freak, I think, Bumper Blast. It's the horse to follow from the meeting. I don't think they were even trying. It just sort of did it, and they've run a big time. But sick, sick to not collect back in second and third here, particularly the third horse, which actually finished fourth, but Snitscraft rolled out bad. Campbell Willis, P. Stokes. Which was out. No, I won't talk about that. Uh, what other races should we talk about there? Well, um, I think Alcyon is probably <laughs> the one you have to talk about because it was the highest match horse pre-play around the country, four hundred and fifty-six thousand dollars, and then also in play as well. There was a huge amount of cash traded on that pony as well. Well, it was it was um, soft late, if anything. Mm. Um. Well, I got out of $2 on the course. What did it start on the fair? Uh, max price of $2.10 it hit. So they wanted to take it on, but then I thought it paraded pretty well. And I, it was the only horse I could have backed. I think I said it in the text. Like, I think this thing's immoral. I just don't want to get stuck into John Allen at this price. It wasn't a horse. It was John. Who, John Allen rode outstanding on Saturday, particularly for the Sheik. Um, the, the, the second horse, which was the obvious challenger, was coming off that huge SP, so I didn't want to be with it. Uh, it's killed him. I think it's killed him. It did it comfortably. It's very, very green. It's very hard to a horse to uh, profile. I don't think it's anywhere near a genuine derby chance yet. But again, they walked here. Mm. The horse is yet to sort of do anything that, that is anything of any like sort of substance. Um, I would dive into its data. So, uh, first up at Ballarat, it went 9.9 slow to the six. Uh, ran second to a horse I don't really know. Second up at Flemington, it went 12.1 slow to the six behind Cherry Tortini. Third start, it went 6.6 slow to the six, beaten by Cherry Tortini. To Tortoni. And then on Saturday, it went 5.8 slow to the six. So, as I said, the last time it ran, you can't, you can't. I'm definitely not saying the horse is no good or sacking it, but you can't stamp it as a proper horse yet because it hasn't been tested, and it could be a little bit like uh, that good horse of Matt Williams, Harbour Views. Like that horse relished the opportunity to go fast early and put away and ran a huge figure, and then when they went slow, it was beaten. So the horse might explode and go really well when it's put under more pressure and it exposes itself as a genuine stayer. You just can't tell. You, you, Purely guessing, I have no idea about the horse, to be honest. Uh, it's a nice horse. It looks like it could improve. What else should we talk about, boys? Well, probably the other race to focus on in terms of betting uh, pre-play was South Pacific. That horse had 300-odd thousand match on it. <sighs> Fuck me. <laughs> what, about, what about we, we, missed, we missed half the parade of, of one of the biggest bet rate horses on the card because they – Dot com decided to do a, like a, a piece on, on this race that was raced once before and that Flemington decided to bring it back. Probably paid for by the VRC. 
either way, irrelevant and no one cared and we missed the ponies parading. Frustrating. Uh, we backed and launched at South Pacific uh, Movers and then from the yard, it looks like a beast. I reckon the horse is just sort of a bit fragile for how fast they've gone here. I don't think anyone was anticipating. Like The race went four to the, um, four to the six. That's for the class, right? So they went 9.8 fast to the 600. This was, this horse, South Pacific, was sort of given a soft run there at Caulfield where they went 7.8 slow to the 600. Mm-hmm. This race here, it's gone 7.9 fast. It's still got through its work and closed pretty much as well as anything. What, what Craig Williams did to Alphaville here, I still don't understand what happened. It was sickening. It jumped well, pinged the lids. You did not want to be mid, worse than midfield on Saturday, as is normally the case in any track in Australia. Um, but this is race six. Craig Williams is going to win the premiership. Like He's obviously a superstar. I don't know what he was doing with his lack of intent through the middle section. Then the horse yet again found trouble, um, followed the winner. Well, Oliver pulled his pants down, outstanding ride. Stretto backed up that good run and was heavily, heavily back late. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, mental, mental health is starting to really sort of just just go back to that meditation, Jack. Because I bet Kurame here, at like well, I think we took forties. Yeah, yeah, it, it and, poked through and about about one fifty out. I watched it. I was just off the parade. I'm like, fuck! I just need to get it back on course, and I'm going to be rich. It's it sort of peaked on its run. The, the inside horses were suited over the sky. Change of tactics horse ended up settling last. Um, the widest horse in run. Totally forgive it. Uh, it's a good to good horse worth keep on following. Uh, Lenado, Lenardo, Elton Zara horse. It was probably the the run of the race. It, it went good. Uh, outside of that, what race? What other races should we talk about, boys? Oh, the uh, last winning race with John Allen. Great ride, John. Uh, God bless you. Made it a winning day for me for the movers and for the yard stuff. Uh, walk good. Looks like a better horse than a benchmark seventy eight. Uh, pinion. Fuck. Uh, it's, it's a love-hate relationship with Oliver. Depends on, like if you're on him or you're not on him. You know, like if Kurame ran second to his brilliance in that race, I'd want to kill him. And yeah. then here, here mid race, you can just see that the the goat is just which horses he decide to follow. Knows he's going to get a beautiful toe in the race. Our horse, Secura. He was right behind us, smoking the pipe. God bless John Allen and his strong Irish arms, just pushing that thing out, <laughs> flailing those arms. Halfway down the straight, I did think we also backed Devil's Reign. It, it ran a huge race. And I, I thought it was going to win, like, sort of 400 out. It's sort of, is he, if the inside's quicker than the outside, we're, we're sort of sweet either way, I was thinking. But then I, the, Oliver was just there smoking the pipe. Decent race for a benchmark 78, Peter. They've run an enormous figure here, haven't they? Oh, for the class, like the, the actual speed they were going for the class was 16 lengths fast to the 600, which is, yeah. Yeah, you don't see faster than that. Big race, big performance. Uh, I thought we should make mention just quickly. Uh, Matthew Kamani is a very, very good trainer. I think his ability to maintain and improve the ponies is quite impressive. I think he's a trainer to sort of black book and follow. Going to really be watching him closely over the next month or two. The training performance with Credence, he's improved this horse dramatically from the Hayes camp, which mm. not many of them do. Like very rarely do. Uh, the horse was. Very, very good winning first up, beating Artie Lucas, who's a good good pony. 
second up, it was enormous on a heavily biased track at Caulfield. It went as good as it could have gone. I think we marked it as a horse to follow from that meeting. Uh, I was worried the, the barrier 10 here, it sat three wide the trip. So I was right, Jack. Well done, Jack. You mapped the race well, mate. Well, you still underestimated this horse because it's still shit in. I thought Jamie Carr gave Vassalator the right of the race, three wide just behind it with cover. Um, I thought it was going to fucking kill him at the top of the straight. And I did say to myself about 700 hours, I said if I was there, I'd take everything on this horse down to about sort of, you know, what? 20 ticks below its SP. I'd just take it all. Vassalator? Yeah, it was. It had its back. I knew I knew Credence was going to run a race. Autumn Sunfall. I thought it's got its back. It's close enough to it. It'll, it'll be strong here. Uh, it's run second, but it just couldn't get past this horse. Credence, proper training performance. Matthew Kamani, he's got proper ability as well as a good pedigree. Um, anything else we should talk about from Flemington boys? What about the? I just wanted to know: is the betting with the betting? Is the betting good speaking? Um, with the betting, does New South Wales get on the podium, uh, the premier racing state? With the betting, do we have one, one of the uh, biggest betting races of the day? Only just. Oh, but not particularly. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, really, if you're going off what's on Betfair, which, you know, we've been, been through this uh, a few times before, the, the actual taxation rates in New South Wales and in WA make it very difficult for, for punters to, to And bet. almost stupid almost stupid for, for enormous punters to bet there. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, just quickly, I think the horse to follow from Flemington's bumper blast, I think... Um, Fuck, hang on. I also think it, from race eight, Polly Gray is flying. Walla horse. It'll probably keep improving through its prep. He slaughtered this thing. Like, utterly slaughtered it. The ride on Polly Gray was almost as bad as the ride on um, poor old um, Sir Coney. It's <laughs> that three wide the trip. Oh, I was on that. <laughs> oh, you couldn't, what you the couldn't, fuck was that? You that couldn't was get awful. off either. It was like, it was all, all, all in about 10, five seconds, it was like $15, $18. Well, that's fast, someone with a fast speed there because, like, you can't lay that thing that early unless you're there and got it live and know he's not rolled forward because Blind Freddy's thinking he's going to roll forward here. Mm. He has to. It's Sir Coney. Anyway, he didn't. I thought the ride on Sir Coney and the ride on uh, Polly Gray were two of the worst on the card. Um, but, but I want to follow Polly Gray and follow Bumper Blast. Belmont, Peter. Yo. What a um, Tough day. It was probably the best strip I've ever had. We didn't put out too many units, but we had 11 bets, and 10 of them have run from second through fourth. Uh, well and truly, the average price is in double figures. I think I took an average of $120 Crystal Dane, and the thing loomed and then ran fourth. It was just one of those days where everything at odds was running second or third. It was quite uh, quite humorous by the end, to be honest. But um, look, being through the meeting, not, not really a very high-quality meeting overall. There were some good performances, um, but there's nothing here that really screams to me that they're going to be doing damage later in the year. I thought the best race on the card was Probably Boomtastic's race. I think there was a few unlucky horses there. They've just gone reasonably quick there. Um, in terms of the overall betting, 
Shantreya was matched for a whole heap in play, which is no surprise. It was pretty reasonably short, and Pike was just trucking the thing along, and it did get a little bit hairy there towards the end. Uh, for punters, with um, Heaven's Gift looming up alongside it in the uh, Belmont Classic over 22, but... Look, I mean, if you want to find something to, to follow out of the meeting, I think if you go to the last race, race 10, Silken Eyes was very firm in the betting late despite having the widest gate or one of the widest gates. And it's been just sneaked early, gone back towards last. It's in the worst grounds. Uh, late <laughs> it's still it's gone back to last and very, very wide. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not even on the track, basically. Um, enormous splits late. And really, if you want to take out horses to follow for the meeting you're looking at those horses that are too wide in the straight the inside probably seven or eight lanes was clearly better than wider than that so you can actually go through and find a few horses to follow just purely off that in itself um but yeah just a meeting really there's nothing too great to talk about other than just bad beats which no one really wants to hear me oh i love bad beat stories was that thing the thing to follow in the blue and white, number six, oh, flying home at the end, Apollo. looked like it was going to get there. Yeah, Apollo in race nine, you know, took an average yeah. of 20 there and lost by point two of a length. And, oh, and looked home at the 100, mate. Yeah. Looked so home. Yeah. Just like, yeah, it's like, Pete's going to get out. Yeah. Pete's gonna, no, he's not. No. Oh, the great game. You know, I, I think Turk Turk in the chat group would have been having a great time. I think there was three first fours in there. There was heaps of big exactors with... Horses at you know forties or fifties lobbing second throughout the day. It was just he would have been loving it. Um, yeah. And, yeah. I don't know. You can go on forever about these sort of things. It's just you know, right. it'll turn, it'll turn, and like we're sort of just. He would have had a big day, you know, because he had like a fight, fight run third in the first race of Flemington at Big Odds. Kurume yeah. running the in the numbers. If Devil's Rain had a what run third, I wonder what would have happened then. Would have exploded. Might have been uh, another shipment from the, the <laughs> Scuzz operation paid for by the Turk. Where are my glasses, Turk? He's going to send me some nice glasses. Shout out to <laughs> 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 All right, boys, what's on this week? Rose Hill. Yeah. Rose Hill. Yeah, hopefully. And the weather looks good up to Saturday. Like fine and sunny, 18 degrees, and then Saturday, one to six mils forecast. But we can't put too much stock in that. But yeah, kids back to school, hopefully stay there. Um, but, you know, <laughs> with the cases, with the case, you know, COVID cases rising, who knows how far we could be away from all going back to, back to the way it was. Well, we've got a dot com tomorrow, then a hillside, which looks decent on Wednesday. Warnable and Swan Hill Thursday, Friday, and then Caulfield on Saturday. So I'm not millions to take the day off on Saturday. I'm very tired of um, trying to make money there at Caulfield. It's just a shithole. Might be the Bletchingley Stakes. Well, maybe I'm two weeks early. But, yeah, look, there's genuinely a... Might, uh, might, might back a couple of Black Booker movers, you know, like, but just to sit there and watch... Yeah, try and watch the parade. Shit ...whilst they stop showing parades randomly... Like, the, the parade thing, I'd rather they just sort of showed nothing or showed all of it. Like, each race, you're just kind of like such a peasant at their mercy. Like, <laughs> are you going to show me the... Oh, okay. Thank, thank you. <laughs> okay, yeah, that was, that, that was an important story. Yeah, who's, alive in the, who's alive in the pick seven? Sweet. That's good. Can we, can we go that, to that, a... That's going to grow the game. Yeah, and 
Oh, and the market movers 